The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. Welcome to Trouble Tuesdays here on Passion, the night I answer your questions about love, sex, and relationships. And before I do that, I have to, I just (laughs) saw a very funny meme on uh, somebody, one of my colleagues posted on Facebook, the blue whale ejaculates 40 gallons of sperm when mating. Only 10% enters the female. And you guys ask why the sea tastes salty? I thought it was funny. And there's a picture of a, a whale with its with an erection, basically. Um, quite funny, I have to say. Uh, you can email me your questions to lori at drlaurie.com or you can call me right here, right now at 514-790-0800. Um, or, of course, you know, you can always text me also at uh, 514 514- 800. Uh, so another thing, you know, this month we um, are celebrating our 21st year on the air. And uh, so we're moving into our 22nd year. And I wanted to get your input since this show is for you, about you. Um, and I wanted to get your ideas. What would you like to hear more of on passion? What segments that you want more of, less of, Uh, What kinds of panels would you be interested in? Um, Voices that you want to hear more from. So give me your ideas, even topic ideas, so that we can, uh, in in moving forward, we can, you know, do a little bit of a, maybe a little bit of of a facelift or makeover or whatever whatever you want to call it. So I'm counting on you, my passion community, to, uh, to help out. Because this uh, this is your community, right? My show, your community. How's that? Or we can call it our show. All right, I've got uh, some questions that I got by email that I want to share with you. But remember, you can email me, text me anytime throughout the show, uh, 514-800 if there's a specific question. But also feel free to comment, to add uh, information to, for, to anybody who has uh, written in I don't always see all the angles right away. I have to think fast. And uh, so if there's things you want to add or maybe you've had similar experiences that you want to share, people find that rather helpful and they tell me so. So please uh, feel free to, to weigh in as well. I'm 54 years old. For the past few years, I've been experiencing erectile dysfunction, flaccid penis, no erections, at all have tried several drugs offered by many companies which included several supplements but no results to date have you any remedy for me to get my erections back any effective meds thank you okay before we can move towards a solution and I know everybody kind of wants a quick fix right give me a pill and everything will be okay But I don't work that way. I always look for the cause of the problem. And it is very important, especially when it comes to erectile dysfunction, because research has shown that um, regular erectile dysfunction is a precursor to potentially some cardiac issue or something else. So we need to know what else is going on 
in your body. Like I know nothing about you here and you need like a thorough physical, uh, you need to be asked all the questions. Some of them are like, for example, are you a diabetic? Do you take any medication? There are lists and lists of medications that have uh, sexual side effects that people are not aware of. Unfortunately, even when doctors prescribe, they don't necessarily tell you that there's a sexual side effect. And the little piece of paper you get at the pharmacy doesn't always talk about the sexual side effects. So we have to look at that. We have to also, uh, I'd want to know about your testosterone levels. At 54, there is a condition called androgen deficiency syndrome. Basically, it's andropause or the male menopause. But we need to know, like, how's your mood? Um, How's your uh, muscle strength? Have you lost muscle strength? Like, you want to, we want, we would want to establish the, um, if there is a less testosterone, like drastically less in your system, then other things would be present as well, including erectile difficulties. We also want to find out about your, uh, blood pressure. Is your blood flowing well? Are there blockages anywhere? Remember that the penis is a a bunch of very small, um, small veins that could, you know, with plaque or uh, cholesterol or what have you that creates the plaque can create these blockages. But if it's, if there's blocks there, there, there may be blocks elsewhere that this is where, what the research is showing. So you need to check that. Are you in good physical health? Meaning, um, do you, are you, uh, active? Are you, um, what is your weight? If you're, uh, overweight, that may have an impact. So there are so many questions that need to be answered. So any man who, and this is, I'm talking not just to this person, but to all men out there, if you are experiencing consistent erectile dysfunction, and I'm not talking about once in a blue moon, you're tired, you had too much to drink, uh, you know, every man experiences it at some point. We're talking about consistently experiencing this. Then, of course, you need to see a medical doctor to see what is going on. And the doctor will, first of all, ask you all these same questions that I just asked you to try to get to the bottom of this. But sometimes you have to be your own advocate and you have to say, could you check this? Can you check that? And ask to see a urologist, which is a specialist so that they can actually look in your penis and they do this through ultrasound, just like you can get an ultrasound in different parts of your body. They can ultrasound the penis to be able to see the flow uh, there and see if there are any uh, problems. So it could very well be a blood flow issue issue and um it could be also an issue where um it's not clear to me whether do you get semi erection some erections and you lose it so some men will will can get the erection initially even if it's not a strong one and then will lose it quickly and that may indicate like some like it's like a, a hose. Think of the the vessels in your penis as as hoses with little holes in them. So called you know the venous leakage. Basically, the 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 blood would would drain out um, pretty rapidly due to that. So these are the kinds of things that we uh, look at. But again, 
when this is happening consistently, you must have a thorough medical evaluation because of the research that shows that it could be indicative of something else going on in your body. I Look, if it was me or my husband or whatever, I would say, don't just take a prescription. Don't just, you know, sometimes that when you go to the doctor and they, and you tell them I'm having ED problems, they say, here's a prescription for Viagra. That's not enough. That is just the, that is addressing the symptom and not the cause. So don't just walk away with the prescription and say, okay, great. You know, find out why this is happening. And, uh, sometimes like seeing somebody like me, for example, that doesn't do the physical stuff, but does the psychological part of it, I can determine or help you figure out whether this is a psychological issue or possibly a physical issue. Of course, you'd still have to see the doctor, even if you saw me, but nonetheless, uh, and then I could work on the, the psychological part of that. Coming up, uh, somebody wants to know how to convince a partner to have anal sex. That's uh, coming up. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. Trouble Tuesdays tonight uh, on the program here to answer all of your sex and relationship questions. Um, somebody says a Viagra erection is not as good as a natural erection. Not the same at all. Took one out of curiosity. Never again. Well, other people will tell you differently that a Viagra reaction, um, uh, uh, erection is, uh, stronger. There's also studies that show that, um, it can also help delay ejaculation. So, Again, if you don't need it, don't take it. Like it's not a recreational drug. Uh, so I don't recommend it for just to take it even out of curiosity. If you don't have erectile dysfunction, you don't need to take it, period. Uh, let's see. I've been with my girlfriend for almost two years now, and I've been having these fantasies about having anal sex with her. But it's like every time I mention it to her, she just blows it off or gets mad at me. Is there any way I can convince her to do it or is it too kinky? Who wants to take that one? Anybody want to put in their two cents on that? Uh, firstly, let me just address the kinky part of your question because there are... Uh, it's not about being kinky, believe it or not, sex, uh, anal sex within, among the heterosexual population is far more popular than you might think about 44% of straight men and 36% of straight women, um, at least have tried it, uh, at least once. So it's not such an unusual thing. So I wouldn't necessarily call it kinky. However, we all have our sexual preferences and we all have our sexual boundaries. Sometimes we are willing to stretch those boundaries. And for other people, they may be very like adamant about what they absolutely will or will not do sexually. Some people have their absolutely not list and some, and then they have their maybes and then, mm, possibly sometime in the future or what have you, but sometimes they've just got their no-go zones and it might be like that forever. It could change later on because our sexuality can be quite fluid in that way. Like our tastes can change, our, 
our uh, level of openness can change. Lots of things can change. Um, maybe your girlfriend is not comfortable with the idea of anal sex, but if you keep asking her and telling her, you're placing pressure on her. And when you put pressure on her, it will not want her to do it more. Okay. It will not want her to try it more because you keep asking for something that she is not prepared to do. So, you know, you know, you've made it known to her what you would like to try. Let it go now. Just back off, back off because you're not making the situation. You're not going to get what you want by putting pressure on a partner, pure and simple. Okay. It's going to work against you, not for you. (laughs) Um, Oh my God, let her shove a dildo up your butt. If you can handle it, then discuss it with her. Okay. Well, she could certainly respond like that. Well, if you put something in your butt, maybe I'll consider it. Let's see how you think it feels. Um, maybe he, but he might, he might also like it. I don't know. Right. Um, but that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, let's see. Um, I've grown up, I'm someone whose parents kept them in the dark about sex. I have a question about birth control pills. How long does it take for birth control pills to be effective both when you first start and when you already take them, but have started a new month. So generally speaking, birth control pills start protecting you from pregnancy after about one week of taking them for this, the first time, if you take them correctly, because this is the big thing with the birth control pill. Other pills may take less time. Um, remember that when you, when you get a you get a package of pills from the pharmacy, it comes with an information sheet (laughs) and you should be reading it. It's like instructions. You should be reading the instructions. Each one could be a little bit different. Okay. But once you are on the pill, as long as you continue to take it properly month after month, you're always protected. Even with, within the period that you're not that one week where you're not on the pill, where you normally should be getting your period, or some people are on a continuous cycle or, or what have you. So you don't have to keep starting, like waiting a whole week again, uh, to be protected. Once it's in your system and it's there and you're taking it diligently every single day, more or less at the same time every day, and you don't skip a day, uh, then you are covered. The problem with the pill and why some people get pregnant on it is because they, they skip days on, they forget, oh, I forgot my pill today. Oh, I forgot another pill. And so that can screw up your system and, and your, 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 uh, your cycle, uh, but also could make you more susceptible to becoming pregnant. But the birth control pill is your safest, your, um, in terms of pregnancy protection, it's got the highest level of protection, but only if taken properly. You know, it's also like condoms. Condoms are effective if put on properly. If they're not put on properly, they're not going to be effective. So that's the only thing. That's why you need to, um, 
read the instructions. Even condoms have instructions. Like some, some people don't realize that putting on a condom is you've got to know that you have to leave room in at the rev- reservoir tip. You got to know that you have to take it off before you go soft or they can leak or have seepage. You have to know that it should fit you properly and it should be the right size for you. Um, or, you know, it could break. Like these are kinds of things that we kind of need to know about that. Um, all right, uh, 514-800, if you have a question for me, if it's about sex, your relationship, or you just want to talk about general uh, mental health issues, especially during these challenging times, I can tell you that these times are very challenging for uh, for many couples. Not all. Some couples are, are, are feel like they're getting stronger and closer, and other couples are like, kabooming you know they uh it's uh, an explosive time for uh, for many some are realizing that with spending so much time together it's like pushing them towards a like you know we probably would have divorced a long time ago but now that we are in this pressure cooker it's making things more clear so i urge people to reach out uh for help i think uh you know there we are here where there's Lots of psychologists that specialize in treating couples that are here to help you work out some of the uh, the issues that are happening right now. But you wouldn't be alone if you're having uh, marital or relationship uh, conflicts now, because we are everybody's experiencing to some level this feeling of of being, uh, you know, like just too much contact and too much togetherness can breed. Uh, contempt. So we all need to figure out how to have our own space and our own time and, and things like that. So these are some of the things that we all need to, uh, to, to keep in mind, actually. Uh, the guy sounds quite young. If he's openly questioning if anal is kinky or not, for sure porn pushes anal a lot these days. Maybe that's where he got the idea and fantasy. But I hope he can answer for him, himself if it's a necessary or not for him so he can decide whether to either respect his girlfriend's wishes or maybe leave her altogether instead. So you clearly heard us talk on our kink panel (laughs) and you got the message, right? If it's a necessity, which I don't think it is because they've been together for two years. It's just a fantasy of his. I'm not sure that it needs to be a part of it. I have met um, men who will not go out with women who will not have anal sex with them. Like there are some that that is their kink and it's a, it's an important, um, element to their sexuality. And so, but they make that clear right off the bat. So if it's something that you can't live without, then, uh, it's your decision to make, right? You've got to choose a partner who, whose kink may be similar or, um, who feels okay and, and, and actually enjoys the same kind of kink you do. I often worry, especially at the beginning of relationships, when we try to please so much and, you know, you want to make a good impression, you want to make sure the person likes you. So you're more willing to push your boundaries. And then when you get settled into a relationship, it's like, okay, I'm, I wasn't really all that comfortable pushing my boundaries. I just did it because I, I knew that the, the person wanted it. So be aware of that. Because we can sometimes fall into uh, these traps. And I hear these stories often in my practice where one person says, I don't understand, you know, before we were married, 
she or he was willing to do this, that, and the other. And then once we got married, it's like, you know, I can never do this anymore. And the person never does this anymore. So why is that? Why does that happen? And sometimes it's related to the newness of a relationship, which is a, a lot more exciting at the very beginning of a relationship. So it could be that you become more open or you are more open, but is it really the you that is your everyday you, you know, or are you putting on a, like making extra efforts? And then do we stop making those efforts once we kind of nailed the, you know, nailed it or, or, or we've acquired the person's heart or what have you. So, uh, again, something certainly to, um, to think about coming up some questions about penis size, curved penis. Oh, I can see a theme tonight. Uh, lots of penis questions and, uh, and more, um, birth control questions as well. So if you've got anything that you want to share here and you want me to answer or talk about, uh, please uh, text me at 514-800 and I'd be more than happy to uh, to answer your questions. Right now, let's turn it over to the CJD 800 Newsroom. The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. From the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak. You're listening to Passion, CJD 800. Trouble Tuesdays, uh, here to answer your questions. And not just your questions, you can also uh, send uh, send some of your thoughts on any of the issues that we've addressed uh, tonight. Also, I'm asking for your ideas. What you know, we're going into our 22nd year of, uh, of Passion, five nights a week. 22 years. I'm very, uh, very happy to still be, to still be here. Uh, but of course, you know, every once in a while I want to change things up a little bit, want to find out from folks, like, what is it you need? What, uh, information do you want to hear more of, less of, uh, kinds of segments or panels that would, uh, would interest you. So I, I'm really, I'm very open to hearing some of your thoughts. This is a, a show that is, uh, for you, about you, about all of us, right? It's all about uh, sexuality, which everybody has to some level. So uh, this is, so I really want to get some of your, uh, your input. Uh, this texter wrote in, thanks Dr. Lori for mentioning the fact that many couples are facing separation right now. I am facing this myself now after 10 years married and will start getting therapy this week to help better cope with the situation. Well, good for you. Uh, for going down that route and, and getting some help. A lot of couples are struggling right now. Part of it is being in close quarters. Like I'm speaking to a lot of couples where both are working from home, both, and the kids are home as well. And they're trying to like, just to juggle all of it, make time for themselves as a couple, like forget it. There doesn't seem to be any time. It's like 24 seven work. People are exhausted. They don't know. They're nervous. They're anxious about what's going to happen come the fall, come this winter. Uh, there's a lot of insecurities around. So it's natural that we're going to get on, on each other's nerves. It's, you know, the things that were 
that we could handle before that we that were tolerable before seem to be intolerable now and so I'm seeing a lot of couples who have uh, a lot of tension and conflict and and are just finding it difficult to find some of their own grounding to be able to be more compassionate and calm with each other because this situation look it's a new situation for everybody and if there are any cracks in your foundation unfortunately these cracks can split right open under the pressure of what's happening right now so um it's important that you do get help because oftentimes you know help can can do can help i want to say but um you have to remember that you loved each other once right you have to look at what is it that attracted me to my partner um what is it that works in our relationship and can we uh, address what isn't working and some sometimes it's trying to take a step back and taking ownership and responsibility for our part in the issues that contributed to the breakdown of the uh, of the relationship okay uh let's see someone in just says more psychology questions less penis questions <laughs> listen i answer the questions that come in it's a show about sexuality and the reason i answer of course i don't necessarily pick and choose like i try to answer all the questions that come through and yes many people have questions about the functioning of their penises or their vaginas and that's part of that's an important part of sexuality. So they need to be addressed. And oftentimes people don't know where to turn to, to ask these questions. So I want people to ask, to feel free to ask questions, uh, here. Okay. My penis size is too small. Is it due to over masturbation or anything else? Will it affect my sexual life? So just so you know, and every other man out there, the average penis size is around five inches erect. Okay. So it doesn't matter if your penis with, without an erection in its soft state is one inch, it will can grow, uh, far more. So the, the size of it in its flaccid state is not an indicator of, uh, of how big it will be with erections. Obviously, if you've got a really big penis flaccid well you expect it to at least you know grow that size anyway uh so so i don't know when you say too small i have no idea what you mean by that because if you're comparing yourself to porn stars uh the guys in porn they get hired because they have big penises like hello so you can't really uh compare yourself there so i don't know what comparison um you're making here now penis size is not related to your frequency of masturbation i haven't seen any scientific studies that masturbation has this kind of impact but if your masturbation practices are causing you pain mainly because maybe you're being aggressive with your penis, you could do damage to yourself. That is uh, that is a fact. So in terms of the effect on your sex life, that's also a different question. So some men who um, engage in excessive masturbation, and maybe we can argue what excessive is, 
um, they do sometimes have trouble climaxing with other forms of stimulation, like, for example, uh, intercourse. So if you find that this kind of thing is happening with your partner, then you might want to try and hold back on your masturbation activities and start to kind of get used to another, uh, another form of stimulation. And you may find that that will be um, helpful. <laughs> the those are icky topics enough already i'm sorry you could turn your radio off people want questions answered i answer them and you can learn something there's no to me it's there's nothing icky about human sexuality or issues that that people are having nothing icky about it at all so but hey i respect you if you don't want to hear it that's what the dial on your radio is for. It's okay. I won't take it personally. Um, I promise. We had an unprotected sex on our fertile day, but I withdrew before I came. Is it possible that my partner gets pregnant? The answer is yes. The withdrawal method is uh, we, there's an old joke that says the withdrawal method is another word for parenthood. Uh, it is not a method of birth control that is uh, recommended, partly because the penis during, a, uh, during intercourse can secrete what's called pre-cum or pre-ejaculate that you do not feel. This pre-ejaculate may contain live sperm and you can impregnate your partner, especially on the fertile, if she's on her fertile time, right? So um, it is not a foolproof, not even close, uh, not the best or effective uh, method of birth control. However, if a woman is um, very regular and knows exactly when her fertile days are, and she avoids sex or she uses condoms on those days, then uh, using the withdrawal method, I remember seeing a Planned Parenthood statistic on this, something like 20 to 20, in the 20s, out of 100 women who use withdrawal uh, method get pregnant every year. So understand that. 20, 22, something like that, out of 100 women who use withdrawal get pregnant every year on the withdrawal method. So it is not a foolproof method of birth control. Remember that. Coming up, yes, another penis question. This one is about a curvature. Who doesn't have a slight curvature? So I've got a couple of those questions actually that I want to answer uh, tonight. Passion with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. Your text messages, your questions answered. 514-800 to text in. If uh, you want to call in, I, it is anonymous. You can don't have to give me your real name. 514-790-0800. It's so interesting. You know, um, like I said, we're celebrating uh, our 21st uh, birthday, Passion Is. And so I started this show so many years ago when we didn't have a lot of the technology that we have today. Uh, so people had no choice but to call in. But now that we give them all these options, um, you know, of course I get 
far more emails and uh, and text messages, which is fine, although I do like to hear voices every once in a while besides my own. So, uh, you know, have the courage, pick up the phone and then call me, 514-790-0800. Of course, uh, it's okay. You can email me as well to laurie at drlaurie.com. So a couple of text messages first here. Uh, God love you for the sheer volume of penis size questions handled over the years. Thousands of penis size questions. Thousands. Uh, And if masturbation caused penises to shrink, I would have a vagina by now. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Can curvature on the penis be caused by a bad circumcision? The answer is yes, uh, because of the scar tissue. So... um, if if they take off too much or scar or scar tissue forms, then it's very possible that a curvature can happen. But you know, there's a there's curves like a little bit of a like a banana shape, which is a curve, but it's that's like a usual kind of curve. A lot of men curve to the right, curve to the left. It's when the curve is significant. Or when there's or when there's difficulty with erections or penetration that causes a problem. Oftentimes, the curved penis women like because it actually gets to different spots <laughs> inside the vagina, as well. Uh, why are some guys intimidated by penis questions? I even learned something tonight. Good, uh, I'm happy. Listen, you can be the owner of one and. Uh, you know, not know everything about it, and and that's okay. And I don't even own one, but I can give you lots of answers, only because you know so many people talk to me about theirs. Um, let's see. Is it usual for a penis to remain erect for a long while after intercourse? Good question. And the answer is depends. It depends on the age, mostly on the age of the person. So as men get older, they, uh, their detumescence, so tumescence is when you get, is another word for erection. Detumescence is when the blood leaves uh, your penis and, uh, you know, you lose your erection. So detumescence happens much quicker as you get older, when you're really young and full of testosterone, you can maintain an erection for a very long time. In fact, you can have sex, ejaculate, still remain erect, have sex again, possibly ejaculate again. So, but as you get older, that actually uh, changes quite a bit. So, uh, it all it all depends. It de- also can depend on on the level of stimulation. So, if you keep uh, stimulating the penis, then you can maintain an erection for a long time. So it depends on if there's afterplay, not just foreplay, but afterplay. So there's uh, different factors that affect it. Is it normal to lose your erection after uh, intercourse, after ejaculation? Yes, of course. It's that's perfectly normal too. So, um, but maintaining your erection, it, you know, again, that most men need. A refra- they have a refractory period, so the refractory period is the times between ejaculations. That gets longer and longer as you get older. Like I said, when you're younger, you can have multiple ejaculations in a day. As you get older, you need more recovery time. 
between, um, between ejaculations, and that's called the refractory period. I have a curved penis problem, and I think it was caused by masturbating a lot. I am getting married next year, and I'm afraid I won't be able to give my wife 100%. Is a curved penis a serious problem? Like, would it harm her, or I won't be able to please her? And also, can I believe that the long-lasting pills on the internet could enhance my performance. So uh, some couple of good, important uh, questions here. Let me get to these. So I don't know what kind of curve you have just from, from this, right? Like I said to our uh, a previous texter, uh, it, it will depend. I can talk about this generally because, uh, like I said, most penises have small bends to them. Uh, that doesn't affect erections. It has no impact on sexuality. It has no impact on, there's no pain. There's, your erections are fine, etc. Okay. It is possible. It is possible for masturbation to cause a more significant bend in your penis. If you masturbate aggressively, and you cause some internal damage to it, okay? So that, again, I we can talk about, you know, aggressive uh, masturbation where you're actually causing injury uh, to yourself, like pulling too hard on your penis might tear some of the tissues inside. And when they heal, it might cause some internal scarring. Now, the scarring that's created may make your penis less flexible. We have a name for this. It's called Peyronie's disease, okay? So there is a condition. So remember, it's common for there to be a, a, a bend or a curve to either side when the penis is erect. The key is the significance of the curve or the bend. If the bend causes you pain or makes it difficult for you to have sex, you must consult a medical doctor because there are some treatment options available, okay? Uh, remember, if the curve is like a banana, like a slight curve or bend, that's quite normal. If there's like, if it's much more of a, uh, uh, like a, 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 like a little R shape, then we're talking about a much more significant bend, and that would be um, that would be painful. Five one four eight hundred. Still have a couple of minutes left to uh, to put in your thoughts or what have you. Here's somebody's thought. Personally, I find anal sex gay, but I would leave someone if we weren't sexually compatible. Why would I stay? So first of all, anal sex isn't gay. It's just anal sex. And like I said earlier, almost half of the population of the straight population has tried it. So, you know, just putting that out there. And in gay men, they don't all practice anal sex either. Some gay men don't like that and, and choose other forms of of sexuality. So it's not about, there's no one act that's a gay act. Just want to put that out there, okay? Um, so if that's clear. A refractory period sounds so mechanical. Sounds like a problem a woman may have once a month. Well, 
you know, once I'm talking about this stuff, might as well give you the proper terminology uh, that we use in, in my field. So recovery time, if you don't like the refractory uh, period. Uh, let's see. Are there, I'm reading through some of these uh, questions. I think that's uh, about it. Except that someone says, meteor shower tonight. Go out after the show and wish upon a falling star. Oh, is there a meteor shower tonight? That's, uh, we can do that. All right, before I end, let me just remind you, uh, please send me, if you don't mind, some of your thoughts, especially some of you who are frequent listeners and you're part of this uh, passion community, which I love, and I love all of you. So um, let me know as we move into our 22nd year here on Passion, of things you want to hear more of. I've got some ideas of some new things I want to share with you, but I want to hear from you. What do you want to hear? Any particular panels or segments or professionals that you want to hear more from? Um, You want me to, like, give me ideas of what you would like me to focus more on for you because I'm here to help you. So, uh, you know, give me, give me some feedback and I'm very open to your constructive criticism as well. So just send me your thoughts via email to Lori at drlori.com. That's Lori at drlori.com. And we can all celebrate together in the next coming weeks. Um, can't do it what we normally do, but that's okay. We'll just celebrate it virtually, uh, together. Thank you all for uh, your questions. Of course, you know, they make the show. So I appreciate your time and I appreciate you listening and I appreciate your feedback. Uh, Thanks to our technical producer, Dave Simon, tonight. You can connect with me on social media at Dr. Lori Batito or uh, through my website, drlori.com. That's D-R-L-A-U-R-I-E.com. You can get in touch with me through there, through the contact page. You will also find on that, uh, on the website, if you go to the Passion Radio, tab all the past shows they're all listed there uh, you can get them also on your SoundCloud or your iHeartRadio I app or, or what have you but that's just one place compact place where you can find everything coming up next here on CJD we bring you the CTV national news have a great rest of the evening stay safe and remember to live your life with passion <laughs>